Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Sell, the co-founder, coming at you live with the best little parenting show on the internet. That Post Daily Dose. I just ran in the house. Uh, we've been on the road, and I apologize. I'm about 30 minutes late. I hope you guys can catch up, and, or I, I can catch up with you, whichever way it goes. But in the meantime, my folks are logging in. I'm going to plug this book real quick, Brian's book, From Fear to Love. We have this on promotion at feartolovebook.com. Then we have this incredible book right here, uh, The Great Behavior Breakdown. And Man, if you're ready to go a little deeper, here's some stories from the trenches, real-life stories, real-life outcomes. This is an incredible book. Um, you can find this on Amazon and also postinstitute.com. Then I have these two packaged together at a discount at thepostinstitute.com. And last, but certainly not least, our newest edition is this really incredible workbook. Uh, you can get it as an ebook on our website, and then it is also available in print on Amazon, and we'll have it in print next month. Oh, I just dropped you guys on your face. Oh, my God, is everybody okay? <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I got to show off my fancy new mug last night, but I don't have it with me. But I do have our fancy new stickers, and I had a couple of people with agencies who've ordered a large number of books. If you guys didn't know, on our website, if you're needing to order wholesale, let's say you have an agency and you want to hand these out to uh, fellow friends or fellow foster families or adoptive families or school teachers or child care workers, anyone who's involved in the lives of children, um, if you want to order uh, books in bulk, we're able to give you really good discounts. The more you order, the cheaper they get. And I've had a couple of people order in bulk, and now I'm going to get to put these stickers in with it, and that is pretty fun. I can't wait, and hopefully they'll like, take some pictures and tag us and all of that. Hey, Miss Lady, how are you doing, Heather? It's good to see you. And Elaine, hello. It's good to see you. So my topic tonight has to do with you think you know. Like, we think we're all, like, on the same, like, page and going in the same direction, and then all of a sudden there will be a gap, like this glaring gap. And I've got a couple of stories about that. Um, one uh, was a story that was shared with me yesterday. Uh, my my 17-year-old is, um, she's getting driver's training, and it's pretty awesome. Um I'll tell you, it's tricky business. Let's just talk about that for just a quick minute, just a quick second. So, you guys, we all know about this thing called the bell curve, right? So, the bell curve is like, shoop, it looks like a bell. And the reason it's called what the bell curve is about is certain things that are tested and measured, and it fits within this bell curve of scoring. And it could be academics, you could be in the bell curve, that means that's where the majority of the people are. It could be about uh, it could be about academics, it could be about physical maturity, it could be about physical health, it could be about emotional health, it could be about your finances, it could be about the kind of car you drive, it could be about anything, whatever the norm is, right? So here we have the norm. And if you have any aspect of your life that is outside of that norm, whether you're called an outlier, so that always feels great to be known as an outlier. So the people who are out here on the bell curve when it flattens out are called outliers. And so it could be maybe having to do with a chronic health issue or it could have to do, and I'm going this way because that's when the scores are less than the curve, right? 
So it could be physical condition, it could be a health condition, it could be your emotional development, it could be your mental health, it could be your your ability, your learning ability and your learning style, your thinking processes, all of those things could put you on either side as an outlier. So you could be, um, I don't even like the word achieving, God, you could be excelling and be over here uh, to the right or you could be to the left. And so when you live the life as an outlier, <laughs> and it doesn't matter which direction, an outlier um, usually that means that there's going to have to be something special, some sort of special support, special services, something in order to help you be able to accomplish the things that the people in this bigger curve, in the, in the norm, in the norm, <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, statistically speaking, that's what it's called. So in the norm, then you may need to have support to be able to accomplish the things that other people in the norm are able to accomplish. All that to say that my daughter, who's mobile by wheelchair, has to have a specialized van, and she also has a specialized instructor. This person, he's, there's one company in the entire state of Oklahoma who serves all the people who have certain kinds of um, needs in terms of help, helping them learn how to drive. And so um, he serves people who use hand controls, all different kinds of driving devices, SIP switches, um, even people who don't use those kinds of driving devices, but maybe there's some sort of cognitive difference or an emotional difference that leads them to need specialized driver's education. He was sharing a story with me yesterday where he was teaching a young man how to drive. And of course, he's got the driver brake, right? So they're driving all day, you know, an hour or two. And the young man never uses the brake. So he keeps using the instructor brake, the instructor brake. And finally, he looks at the young man and he says, son, are you ever going to use the brake? And the boy said, I thought we were like in test mode or something. You think you know. Like you think we're all on the same page with the same understanding. And then something will happen that lets you know we're not even having the same conversation. The young man, because he's probably used a lot of technology, he's used a lot of electronics, and you know how some games that you play, it'll be in test mode until you get the hang of it. And then you get to play it for real. Well, that's the mindset that this young man had when he was in his first driver's ed, that the car was in test mode and he did not need to put on the brake when, in fact, it was the instructor putting the brake on. You think you're all communicating until something comes up and you realize there is a gap in understanding. Similar thing happened. It's funny. I'm on this driving thing. Similar thing happened with my son. Um, he had been driving for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half or so. And he got pulled over because he, he had a short in his, the lights in his car had a short and it was nighttime. And the police officer pulled him over and the police officer told him why he was being pulled over and didn't give him a ticket that said, leave your car here and either get someone to pick you up or walk home. And so that is what he did. He did exactly what the police officer said to do. He left his car right there, which meant it was in the middle of the street in the right-hand lane, but nonetheless in the middle of the street. Not pulled off in a parking lot, not pulled off on the shoulder. He left the car right there. He was doing his best to follow the police officer's instructions. 
and he left the card that he's an English as a second language student, adult, young adult now. We think we're all communicating. We think we're all understanding one another. And then something will come up that will let you know. And boy, I'll tell you what. Those kinds of situations can really create a lot of frustration, a lot of heartache, a lot of hurt. There have been so many times. That was uh, something that my son and I worked on a lot, a lot was. The thing is, is he didn't want to present like he not not in any situation like in any situation he did not want to present as if he didn't understand what was being asked or what was being said or what was going on around him because he wanted to just he wanted to fit right in he didn't want to stand out as being like from a different country he didn't want to stand out as being like in foster care or being an adopted child he just wanted to he just wanted to fit right in you know he just wanted to fit right in with everybody else. And so in an effort to fit right in, a lot of times there would be conversations or things going on around him and he would just be like smiling and nodding and really the whole time he was like, I didn't really know what it was that was being said or what was being instructed. That's a really big deal, isn't it? It's a really big deal. It really starts getting complex when you're like trying to get underneath like the, the wanting to fit in and like the ego and all those things that we experience as humans when we need someone to say, hey, I'm not really sure I understand what you're saying. I'm not really sure I'm getting it. And that, the thing is, is that he was so good at them figuring it out that a lot of times you wouldn't know that he really didn't know what was being asked because he'd just kind of hang back long enough to then kind of figure out what everybody else is doing. He's very clever, very smart. And talk about some adaptive skills. That's really amazing. And yet, what a double-edged sword, right? Because um, then it created some real, has created complications for him because it's really hard for him to say, I don't really understand what's being asked of me. I don't understand all of the rules in the workplace. I don't understand. I'm reading the... You know, I can read and listen to the video of your um, safety compliance, but that doesn't necessarily mean I actually know and understand what it is that's being asked of me. So, we think we understand. And then something comes up, and the gap in understanding becomes glaring, becomes glaring. So I just felt like um, those stories were so fresh on my mind that I just felt like it's important to bring that up and bring it to your awareness that there'll be times that your kids are looking at you and acting like they know exactly what it is you want them to do and then they'll do something else and it may not be because they're being defiant. It may be that they really just didn't even understand to begin with what it was that was being asked. So, hmm. Sometimes we've got to take some breaths, don't we? Take some breaths. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Man, I'll tell you what. The one thing that has helped me in this journey of parenting and coaching parents and parenting kids from hard places, parenting children who are from other countries and new to America, even if they've been here for four, five, six years, you know, there's so many little idiosyncrasies and cultural differences for us to learn about and respect and honor. And so 
The best bet is to always assume that they are doing the best that they can. Just like we would want people to assume with us. We would want, if anybody, if an assumption's gonna be made, <laughs> which we just almost can, cannot avoid it, if an assumption's gonna be made, make the assumption that somebody's doing the best that they can in any given moment. And um, if we can lend a hand by helping and being loving, then that's going to be our best avenue until we know otherwise. So, if you've had any of those sort of situations today where there have been big misunderstandings, big miscommunications, I know that can really be a lid slipper on all sides. So, press pause on all those things you've been stressed and worried about. Anything you've been fretting about, just press pause on it all. Give yourself five to ten minutes. Take some deep breaths. Put all of it aside and go spend some time with your children. Go spend time with your babies. Let the love you have for them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it. Let them feel the energy of love you have for them. Go spend some time playing with them. Wrestle, uh, tickle, go shoot some hoops, go play some catch. If it's a good night to be outside, go get outside and get some movement and some fresh air. That always helps everybody. Or maybe lay around and watch some TV create something magical, cook together, uh, paint a picture, or maybe it's one of those days where you just need to flop around and watch a little TV, maybe a movie. Pick something that you and your children can enjoy together. And remember, we can act out of those blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. Or we can take one to two to three deep breaths and we can choose love. And I see two people in particular I want to say hi to that are watching. That's Hannah and Sue. Two people I love very much. Hannah, much love to you, doll. Um, I'm pulling for you. <laughs> I'm pulling for you, babe. You guys have a blessed night. We'll see you all tomorrow.